Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Princess Kate dazzles at Eurovision as the Prince and Princess of Wales takes us behind the scenes of the coronation. A huge thank you to everyone for making this such a special evening. King, country, and Commonwealth. Plus, King Charles poses with William and Prince George as the royal family gives some details from the coronation concert. And I think opening the doors a little bit more, you know, peeking behind that royal curtain is doing the royal family a world of good. So I'm really, really happy to see this. Plus, Prince Harry gets a legal win in his phone hacking case. Lawyer Nima Romani helps us break it all down. These are human damages, right? This is someone who's violated your privacy. So there's no real way to kind of calculate this. There's no formula. So he's got to get up there and tell the judge there really how much this affected him. We've got that plus so much more in today's Royally Us. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royal Yes. I'm Christina, that's Christine, and we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> I feel like we're back in the royal swing of things. It feels so good. I'm excited to talk about these very normal royal stories. Very normal, little, a, a tiny bit of drama, not much. So it's, um, it, like we said, it's getting a little bit back to normal, but you guys had a lot to say about last week's show, so let's get right into it. Dory says, I think Princess Charlotte resembles her great-grandmother, the queen. I definitely see that a little bit as well. Yeah, I, I think so. Especially, I love when they pull up the old photos and show them side by side. It's so fun to see the family resemblance. Definitely. And then Essie says, William didn't acknowledge Camilla at all, which I thought was interesting. A lot of people in the comments said something about this, that the, the uh, Prince William didn't bow to Camilla and didn't really acknowledge her during the coronation. We don't know what's going on there, but a lot of people did take notice. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but at Harry and Meghan's wedding, the way that they sort of cut the footage, it almost looked like Mer Harry and Meghan didn't bow to the Queen at their wedding, but she they absolutely did. It's a historical record. It was caught by another camera angle. So, mm -hmm. so much of this is sort of angles and edits and things that we don't see happening behind closed doors. So I wouldn't worry too much. I don't think that there's another family rift for us to worry about. I know we, we kind of put Harry behind us and now we're moving on to William and Camilla. Camilla, right? let's, <laughs> let's take a breather. All right, let's get into our Royal Roundup of the week and the Prince and Princess of Wales um, social media team is working overtime because they are giving us some amazing behind the scenes moments from the coronation um, from the coronation concert to the weekend the family was of course really busy so take a look a huge thank you to everyone for making this such a special evening king country and commonwealth 
I love this so much. I love that we're getting these behind the scenes moments because, you know, getting kids out the door is not easy. And um, as, as we're seeing here as well. <laughs> I really loved this whole video montage. It was like, it almost felt like a vlog, right? Yeah. It was so, so fun, slightly relatable, even though we're talking about like palaces and royal coronations. But I absolutely loved the idea of this behind the scenes footage. Will War is the videographer behind this. And he actually did their anniversary video a few years back. If you can remember that amazing video of them at the beach and playing with the kids. So he's clearly very close to the family. Um, they're comfortable around him, which is why I think we got such genuine, um, really special footage. I, I just think it was a great idea um, for their social media team, just for like historical record, even to have this documented. I loved it. I loved it too. What a beautiful, beautiful moment that they will have for, for a very long time. And another moment that we absolutely love this week was when Princess Kate kicked off uh, the Eurovision song contest with a special performance. She's quite the pianist. Um, she's stunned in this one shoulder blue gown while sitting at the piano inside a British castle. She went on to uh, play a new arrangement of Kalusha's winning Stefania number from last year's competition. Um, I love this so much. So take a quick look. She has performed the piano. I think a lot of people may have been surprised, but she has performed at the piano before at the Christmas concert and things like that. So this isn't something that's new, but it's always so fun to see. It's just one of her many hobbies. If we list them off, we'll start to feel really bad about ourselves. Photography, like you piano playing, making pasta. But this was so amazing. She's in a blue Jenny Packham gown, which is supposed to represent the blue of the Ukrainian flag. She's performing with Kalush, which I think was really special. And I just love the moment that they sort of um, cut to the zoomed out Windsor Castle and they zoom in through the window and how incredible for some people were just absolutely shocked to see her and really, really special. Again, a powerful move from their social media team because this clip went really viral from their PR team. This was really, really played out. I think it was really, really special for the Ukrainian participants as well. Just all around another. I absolutely love this moment. I do too. I really do. And she's been, and Princess Kate has been very, very busy. She took a visit to Bath to meet with Dame Kelly's Trust, right? This is like for mentoring young people, discussing mental health since it's Mental Health Week, which we know is, is very important to her as well. Yeah, the Dame Kelly's Trust um, pairs sports mentors and athletes with young people interested in sport, sort of gives them a support system as they consider, you know, a career in athletics. And she met with them today, or not today, she met with them in Bath to talk openly about mental health, mental health and sport, which is a huge campaign for both William and Catherine. So it was a really, really fun event. She was in a bright yellow jacket, looked like lots and lots of fun. Love lots and lots of bright colors and perfect for spring. And she is really busy, but circling back to the coronation, we're still getting some photos that have been trickling out. And I love this one. So King Charles posed alongside his direct heirs, Prince William and Prince George, in an all new portrait from the coronation. Um, it was the royal family captioned the photo, the king with the Prince of Wales and the Prince of George and Prince George of Wales in the throne room at Buckingham Palace on Coronation Day. And we see them standing beside each other as King Charles um, is sitting down. He also shared a second unseen picture from the lavish event with um, the king and newly crowned Queen Camilla. We're joined by the eight pages of honor, which also included 
um, Prince George, and that was taken inside Buckingham Palace. So I love seeing these photos. What a powerful photo of the three generations of, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing to really think that this is like a historical photo. I read an amazing tweet that said, you're looking at a photo that someone in 200 years time is going to look at in a history book. Mm -hmm. And that's really incredible to wrap our heads around that this isn't just a photo. This is a historical portrait. This is, you know, a real moment in history that people are going to look back on and study and research. I just was really, really taken by that. Yeah. And it is so interesting when you step back and being like, we are literally watching history in the making. It really is. Pretty unbelievable. Well, Prince William is gearing up for his Earthshot Awards, and this year they are headed to Singapore. So his environmental project will hold their third annual show November 7th in Singapore, and there there are five winners across the Earthshot categories, um, and they will all be announced there. He said in a statement, the Earthshot Prize is all about showing the world that solutions to some of the biggest environmental challenges we face are out there. After two years of discovering impactful ideas and innovations, I'm delighted that the Earthshot Prize is traveling to Singapore. Very cool. So um, this will be accompanied by a series of events as part of Earthshot Week. So they're really, you know, turning this into a really big, big event. Yeah, I think this is really going to be Prince William's mega project for the next 10 years, I guess seven years, because we're sort of three years into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were looking at it sort of getting bigger and better. I do have to laugh because last time they were in Boston and sort of in freezing cold in coats. And I bet they went home to the planning committee and said, right, <laughs> next time we want the tropics. Yeah, we're going like, someplace warm. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so this is really exciting. Not a lot of people guessed Singapore. There were lots of people thinking maybe Australia, maybe New Zealand, but I think Singapore is really, really exciting. Um, a really, really exciting spot for a ton of really uh, interesting events. Definitely. Mark your calendars, November 7th. We'll be here before you know it. Well, Megan and Harry are also uh, marking Mental Health Awareness Month. They visited with a youth group near their home in California to hear about the pressures young people face. They spent an hour having a candid conversation with teens aged from 14 to 18 in Santa Barbara, in Santa Barbara about how mental health is affected um, by societal pressures and social media They made their announcement on the Archwell website saying that they learned firsthand about the generation's experiences with social media and societal pressures and how it affects their mental well-being. The couple engaged with these amazing youth and candid conversations, working to find solutions together. Now, this is the work that we want to see from Harry and Meghan. Absolutely. This is sort of them, you know, quietly carrying on, getting into the work that they want to do, promoting it in a sensible way. I thought this was a a great event, a great opportunity for us to see them finally getting into some work. Definitely. It's getting into some work, hopefully leaving the drama in the past. We'll have to wait and see. Have a little bit more on (laughs) Harry coming up a little bit later. But first, let's spill some royalty. And Mike Tyndall joined his wife, Zara Tyndall, at her Uncle King Charles's coronation, and they had a blast grooving at the concert together. He said on Good Morning Britain, it's very difficult when you're on a race platform that's under a lot of lights. I felt I didn't really put my best foot forward in terms of my dancing. If you started doing interesting dance maneuvers on that platform next to the king, I'm not entirely sure it would have gone down at well. He added, as Hitch once said in the Will Smith movie, you got to stay in your safe zone. Am I flag waving? I tried to do the best flag waving out there. Um, he was, he, I love this so much. He was spotted um, attending a late night dinner with other members of the royal family on May 5th before the coronation. He said it was quite nice to have a date night 
you know, when you have three children, it's not the easiest to get out and just have a drink together. So it was quite nice to have a little bit of time where we could go out and have a drink and have a chat. It was quite nice. I love that everybody's dropping these little tidbits of information. I think that this is sort of a new shift. I mean, Mike Tyndall's have always been more outspoken than other members of the Royal Family, but we're definitely getting even more out of him lately. I think even out of Zara Tyndall as well, they sort of have been doing some really fun projects together. And I think opening the doors a little bit more, you know, peeking behind that royal curtain is doing the royal family a world of good so i'm really really happy to see this i am too and i love that sarah ferguson she shared some behind the scenes photos of coronation weekend with her daughters princess beatrice and princess eugenie she was uh, of course at the coronation concert she wasn't invited to the actual coronation at westminster abbey but she didn't seem to be bothered by that at all she shared on a photo of her and her daughter saying last weekend at the coronation concert with my girls i felt so lucky to have been invited and included in what was a mesmeric concert and mag magical performances to enjoy it all together. It was such an honor and I am deeply grateful. L I mean, it looks like a blast. <laughs> it, it looks like so much fun. I love that she was, you know, she was included. She's so close to her daughters, princesses Beatrice and Eugenie. Absolutely love their mom. They're so close. And I, I love that relationship. And honestly, this, this has really been the year of Sarah Ferguson. We've talked about the Duchess of York so much the yes. last few months. And I, I don't hate it. I think she's always really pleasant and has something fun to say. Well, she's going to have a lot more to say because we're, we're going to probably be talking about her a lot more because she's launching her new podcast called Tea Talks with the Duchess and Sarah. She announced it with her close friend who is an entrepreneur, Sarah Jane Thompson. And yeah, I mean, she, they give a glimpse of what listeners can expect from the new, new project. They said, we will spill the tea, chat about our weeks, and sometimes even set the record straight. It's going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait. I can't wait for this either. Give me all the royal tea that we could possibly handle. I, I know I said that we are enjoying these peaks behind the royal curtains, but like, let's be conservative, you know? <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I'm sure she's got a lot to say. I'm sure she has a whole vault of things that she can divulge. I know she could literally write a book. Instead, she's writing those amazing romance novels, but in children's books. But, you know, she's hiding a lot of secrets. Oh, 100%. The only time will tell if she will spill. Um, this was one of my favorite stories that came out of Coronation Weekend because Sir Carl Jenkins revealed that despite the hilarious memes, he was not the Duchess of Sussex in disguise at the coronation. He said on TikTok, I understand there has been a lot of interest in me since I appeared at the coronation. I was quite surprised that some people thought I was Meghan Markle in disguise. Someone wrote I was there to steal the crown jewels. I look this way all the time. Um, he attended the coronation because he actually wrote some music for the ceremony. But um, him being disguised as Meghan is what, of course, made the headlines. And he said that his mustache that he has um, had since he was 18 years old it was very trendy then. So that's me. Nothing sinister about it or surprising at all. I love this so much. <laughs> I cannot stop laughing at this. The, the memes and the pictures and like the, the um, what is it, the conspiracy theory TikToks really, really got me the last week. This poor man who's like a, a really accomplished composer, mm -hmm. you know, an incredible musician. He's out there being accused <laughs> of being Meghan Markle in a fake mustache. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. People will grasp at anything. 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 <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, let's break down some royal rules. Um, so last week, British newspaper group has apologized for illegal information gathering and vowed it won't happen again in the trial um, that pits Britain's Prince Harry and other celebrities against the UK's tabloid press. So the trial kicked off last week at London's High Court. So like we said, this was 
brought on by Prince Harry and a bunch of other celebrities. And they released a statement saying this apology is not made with tactical objective and reducing damages. MGN accepts that an apology at this stage will not have that effect, but it is made because such conduct should never have occurred. So we, um, the suit was launched back in 2018 and Harry, 2019 and Harry is expected to testify next month. Um, we actually spoke to president and CEO of West Coast trial lawyers, Nima Romani, to help us break this down a little bit more. Take a look. So is this a big win for Harry in this case? Well, it is a big win because whenever you're analyzing these civil cases, you analyze liability, who's at fault and damages. And now you have the British tabloids, mm-hmm. the newspapers admitting liability, saying, hey, it's our fault. So really now it's a question of damages. Mm-hmm. How much do they have to pay Prince Harry and the other celebrities whose privacy they intruded upon? So it's certainly a win and it's sort of, uh, now we're past that step one, that liability, or if it were a criminal case, the guilt phase of the trial. And now you're just looking at the damages, how much they have to pay. Okay. So now even should, will Prince Harry still have to even testify next month since they admitted guilt in this situation? I think so, because even though the tabloids didn't admit fault, the question is, well, how much harm did Prince Harry suffer, right? It could be thousands of pounds. It could be millions. So he needs to still get up there. He needs to get on the stand. He needs to have his experts testify as to what his damages are, because this isn't the type of case where, you know, it's a car accident. We're talking about, you know, or a dog bite. You're talking about medical bills, you know, past and future, the time you had to take off for work and to get paid for those lost wages. These are human damages, right? This is someone who's violated your privacy. So there's no real way to kind of calculate this. There's no formula. So he's got to get up there and tell the judge there really how much this affected him. And And then is that just the the kind of the strategy probably with his lawyers, his team kind of conducting not his the story, but what how this really affected him? Is that kind of the game plan going into this? Of course, absolutely. So when he gets up there, he's obviously going to be talk about the, you know, the, the, the unlawful intrusion upon his privacy and the tapping and all that sort of stuff. But he's going to really spend the most of his testimony telling the court, hey, this is how I was harmed. This is how I was affected. This is how my private information got out. This is uh, how people reacted when the tabloids published this information, really. So those human damages, that's what he's going to have to testify to. And that's really going to determine how much money is going to be awarded. You think he's going to get a big payout in something like this? I think so. This is pretty egregious conduct. You know, certainly in the United States, this would be criminal conduct. You can't do this type of stuff. So, and I know there was a huge investigation that the, uh, there was a commission there in Great Britain that conducted. So um, I think this was pretty bad and I think he's going to get a pretty big payday. Yeah. So even though they gave an apology, this still will, this trial will still remain and he probably will have to testify in um, next month. So he will be making a trip back to London, I guess. <laughs> I know all of these legal cases, they're so good for so many of us. They're really confusing. You can't keep them straight. You know, there's so many going on. I think there's another one coming up. So we're here to break it all down the best we can. The best we can. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into our Royal History Moment of the Week. And Queen Camilla's coronation dress designer, Bruce Oldfield, shared new photos of the dress on his Instagram page, giving an up-close look at the gown's most intricate details, the floral embellishments, the embroidered versions of of their dogs. And he captioned the images, work in progress using different techniques, using gold threads, 
These pieces on the actual gown were between four and six centimeters tall. The detail is amazing. It really is. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, the other elements of the dress included her royal cipher, as well as the names of her children and her grandchildren stitched on the gown. This dress will actually actually be available to be viewed on July 14th at Buckingham Palace, uh, the designer said in the comments. So if you're in town, definitely take a look as well. But this dress was really, really beautiful. And I love the attention to detail. Absolutely. I think the most special thing are those little details, the dogs, the children's names. We heard that there were books embroidered in it. Mm -hmm. That really makes it special. It's not just sort of a, a flowery dress. You know, this is something that's really, really special. Mm -hmm. um, Queen Camilla is, is a really thoughtful person. I think she's quite sentimental and these are the things that are special to her. And now they're literally woven into history. I just think that's so amazing. It really is. What, Like we said, watching history in the making, what an historical event. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about it for the next few weeks as the new details continue to emerge but like we said it's nice to get back into the royal swing of things <laughs> yes i'm so excited for the next couple weeks i think it's just gonna be normal royal news we have trooping to look forward to we've ordered the garter but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <a> sigh of <laughs> relief <laughs> all right well that is it for this week's episode of royal yes everybody keep commenting keep subscribing and we'll see you guys next week Bye. For more news content and exclusive interviews, make sure to hit the sub, like, and bell button down below and visit usmagazine.com.